This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Let's get into our conversation with with Deboho Musito. We're still trying to get hold of Petrus still, but um, Deboho is the founder of the Toho Group, which is, as I mentioned, a 100 female-led company specializing in SMPP. Now, if you don't know what SMPP is, it's structural, mechanical, piping, and plate work. Um, the company also provides underground mining services, building robust ventilation walls, and the refurbishment of mining equipment. And Deboho joins us on the line. Deboho, good morning. Thank you so much for your time. Hi, good morning, and thank you for inviting me, Chakswata. Now we have to ask, why mining? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't see a lot of women in mining, mm. and I would like to, you know, encourage more women to tap into mining. It's a very lucrative business. Yes, it's high risk, very challenging, but uh, we need to also, as women, start populating the industry. And so, you know, when we look at the company that you have, the Toho Group, when did you start it and what are some of the services that you offer? Yeah, we started operating since 2015. And uh, like you've mentioned, uh, we do structural, mechanical piping and plate work. Recently, after COVID, we realized there's a lot of new technology in the mines. So we're offering alternative building technology solutions renewable energy, and we do underground mining support. With the support, we do installations of steel walls, ventilation walls. We assist the mine with engineering solutions and, you know, just the wastewater treatment plants. And those are services that are mainly, you know, male-dominated. So it is quite a challenge to try and tap into those industries as a woman. Mm. And, you know, you speak about the challenges, right? But what have you faced, especially because it's still such an extremely male-dominated industry? Deboho? I I, I didn't hear you. Oh, I'm saying, you know, you speak about some of the challenges that you face. Perhaps just take us through some of the others that you may have faced because of this industry still being so male-dominated. I think one of the the biggest challenges that, you know, societal expectations and beliefs that question women's leadership and managerial abilities, because most of the time we work with men on side, and sometimes they believe women are not able or technically capable of delivering the same projects. So there's a lot of, you know, negativity around women being on big projects. So... As women, you need to find mentors and sponsors, you know, men who can be able to open up doors for you, who can be able to negotiate and make sure that you are also included in all those technical and Mm decision-making opportunities. And one of the other challenges is just lack of support, you know, from the industry, especially in terms of funding and, you know, making sure that women are not only trained and then left there women should also be on top, you know. Mm-hmm. So we face those challenges every day. And how do you deal with them? You know, how do you survive it? Maybe also share with us a bit of your spiritual journey. Yeah, I think for, 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 for us as entrepreneurs, if you do not put God first, then things become difficult. So for me, I, I remain humble. In my spiritual journey, I think... 
uh, the business needs to be aligned with your soul's purpose so that, you know, whatever you do, it radiates authenticity and you can believe in yourself, you know, make sure that when you deal with people, you know, you can have all the business knowledge, but if you do not have any mental peace, then sometimes it becomes difficult to make decisions. So putting God first and having that spiritual mindset, you know, keeping calm, being patient. I get rejected so many times that if I didn't believe in myself, could have given up, you know, a long time. So as entrepreneurs, if you are spiritually connected, you listen to your heart Mm -hmm. and you make sure that, you know, whatever you do, people can see that you can bring results on the table and you listen to your intuition. That helps a lot. So, you know, the way that you speak, and I like that you said that, you you know, you've had moments where you, or you've, you're relying on God, really, you know, and putting your faith in him. How has that been for you, especially with the situations that you may face as a woman in the mining industry? Um. You know, since COVID, uh, uh, a lot of businesses have been through so many challenges. Now with the load shading, if you are a business in manufacturing, you know, there's a lot of challenges. You you always have anxiety and, you know, fear that your business will, you know, maybe go down and will not be able to survive after all this load shading. So for me, uh, it's about being humble enough, you know, to remind myself that this business is not mine. It belongs to God because if you have that knowledge, it enables you to bring God first every morning you pray. I think even entrepreneurs pray more because (laughs) during the day you pray. Whenever you go and submit a project or a tender, you pray to make sure that you do get that. So that reminds you that um, whatever you carry in the load, it's not yours alone and God will give you the strength to keep pushing. So we also need to just teach ourselves that uh, the businesses that we are running, we we, we are running them because uh, for me, entrepreneurship is a calling. Mm. I believe God put me there so that other people can also achieve and be successful because I'm a channel to, to create opportunities for especially even a lot of people that I am hiring, making sure that they can also provide for their families. Mm. So the moment I think of giving up, you know, I count how many people are behind me yeah. and looking up to me to make sure that they can be also successful in life. And, you know, you know, as you speak about, you know, hiring people, ensuring that, you know, your company does not fail, but obviously relying on God for your company not to fail. How then do you ensure or is there a process that you go through when you're about to hire somebody? Uh, you know, sometimes, especially when you are like SMME, sometimes we don't go through all those processes that big companies are doing, like doing psychometric testing or even just checking the person that you are hiring that, you know, are they spiritual people, are they Christian or, and you hire people from different cultures. So sometimes it does not even, you know, benefit the company because as entrepreneurs who are spiritual or who are, uh, 
I'll say religious and, and Christians, if I may say, you know, it's a very difficult topic, but when you are running a business, you need to be ethical with your clients, with your customers, with your employees, you know, in everyday business transactions so that you can fulfill that calling. So you need to make sure you hire the right people to make sure they don't even put your business in disrepute. So, yeah, it is a challenge, but we are learning. And I suppose it is then, you know, as as the Bible says, that you must yoke yourself with people that are like-minded, right? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i really putting it so... Uh, there's a proper paraphrase, right, of yes. what is actually written in the Bible. And it sounds like that's exactly what you do, that you find people that are, you know, also believers, that are Christian, that are walking the same road that you are when it comes to their spirituality. Yes, and, and you know, even in, in partnerships, you know, there are times when I had to let go of, you know, opportunities and, and, and people that I thought were going to help my business, but because spiritually we were not connecting, mm. then I would have to make a decision to say, I need to let go of this because uh, we cannot work together. Our energies are not in sync. So it's very important also when you work with people that you need to align. Mm. And I mean, you're not doing business just in South Africa, right, Tebuka? Yeah, we did recently. We started doing businesses in Botswana and the DRC in Congo. And I see quite a lot of uh, traction from Khabarone, Palapia, where we are working in DRC. We are mm-hmm. working in Kolwezi. So Ditsoko is growing and we, we rely on, you know, good partnerships. Like you're saying, if somebody is not really uh, spiritually connected with us, firstly, you will see, you mm. know, first impressions last when you meet people and already they are discussing how you can make money quickly without following proper processes. Then you can see that uh, this person is not afraid of God or is mm. not afraid of doing things legally you know in business uh, as entrepreneurs we are tested a lot Mm. you know i don't want to go into politics (laughs) but uh, you know you might end up being in a wrong you know angle just because you uh, you were quick to make decisions and then quick to rush into deals without even asking god for guidance Mm. to say god is this business transaction good for me or not then Mm. you end up you know being in danger because you didn't follow the right processes that is absolutely true but you have followed the right processes and that's why you're also an award-winning entrepreneur tell us about some of the awards that you've won and what they really mean to you Uh, I've, uh, I've won several awards, and for me, uh, you know, again, it, it's. I think it's God. You know, mm-hmm. I always say I need to say glory to God before me because sometimes I don't even know how I achieved all those. Um, one of it recently, I was a finalist at Favorite uh, Bold Woman Awards. Last year, I was the winner of the National Presidential Award mm-hmm. for Female-Owned Businesses. And I must say, um, it's all about, you know, managing your relationships, building good relationships and, you know, making sure that you safeguard your reputation. Mm. Uh, I, I've been one of the most influential people of African descendant and having been traveling globally being one of the most influential women in mining, 
So those are some of the accolades. But for me, truly, being the Boho, knowing that I can fear God and I can, you know, really respect other people and respect the employees, the assets, people who are making sure that the Zoho keeps growing, you know, besides all those challenges. So for me, that really matters to me, mm. not only the awards, because I couldn't win all those awards if it weren't for the people that work and the support that I get from my family, especially my sister. She she always encourages me to pray every day to say, the more your business grows, the more you will get a lot of negativity mm-hmm. and other people who are not good trying to come and, you know, take whatever that you've worked hard for. So, yeah, it really helps to have a good support structure. And my kids, I'm a mother of four. You know, most of the time as entrepreneurs, we hardly spend time with our family. And those are the people who are praying for us to remain calm, to Mm. make sure that we don't lose ourselves in this business journey that we are trying to do. Mm, Absolutely. And, you know, when you think about the women that are in mining with you or those that would like to get into mining, what would you like to say to them? Uh, I always say this, women must stop limiting themselves. You know, we must believe in ourselves. And when you are in business, you need to manage it with the understanding that this is a God's calling. You know, let us strive to be faithful and make sure that when opportunities are given to us, we must be teachable, be willing to learn and be willing to take other women, you know, when you are successful, don't leave others and only say there's only Teboho or there's only one woman in mining. We mm. need to also create a culture of transferring skills, sharing mentorship and coaching other women to also be on board. Mm. Stephen in Pretoria, let's take your call. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, Tavacho. I just want to ask, as I was again listening, when does she actually share the God secret? Because she's a spiritual person, and mm-hmm. there are certain things that she communicates with God. And does she wait for God to allow or to guide him to share her success or whatever is there to interest her, how the business will go? Uh, 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 or does she share it? any time when she feels like, because I, I'm, I'm battling with that, because sometimes you have got this revelation from God, because there is a difference, and you share it with people, but without having first to ask the Almighty, the God, to say, now is the time for you to share this. Mm. All right, thank you for that, Stephen in Pretoria. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, that's, that's a most difficult question. <laughs> But I, I, I think I, most of the time when I share, I, I'm guided, you know, by God. You know, August is Women's Month. Sometimes I get a lot of invitations to go and speak. And, you know, being a business person, I'm very strategic to as to where do I want to speak and so forth. But sometimes I listen to my inner voice and I listen and I could hear that God want me to go there and speak to those women and from that place you might find one person who will heal after hearing Deborah's story. So most of the time I, I pray and I listen to God and I go where God wants me to go, not because I want to be in that platform. All right, let's take another call from Jerry in the Tabile. Good morning, Jerry. 
Uh, good morning, so far the chocolate of black numbers. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. How are you, Jerry? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. <laughs> no, we are still alive and kicking. Thanks. And your guest, my greetings to her. And I just want to wish her a very blessed women's month. But the question I want to ask is that mm. because you know this industry is a very much volatile industry, and it's very much difficult for people to get into that uh, industry. So how does she made it to the industry successful? And what kind of communication she generated, the relationship she generated with the people? Because even male or men, we know that it's a male-dominated. They struggle together. I mean, you can take, for instance, the Zamazamas. This is a very rough industry. Mm. So how did she make it to become successful under this uh, very scary industry? Even myself, I'm scared to enter into the in the, uh, in the business. So I want to know how did she make it? Because it's difficult to make it into business in South Africa. You know, mm. she lives with me. Actually, actually, across the globe, I mean, you can see in Hollywood, even when you want to get into acting. But this one is a very, very uh, dangerous, I might say, industry. Mm. So how, how how does she survive? Yes, she prays, but also what is the extra uh, measure she's putting in place to, to survive and to make it successful? All right. Thank you for that, Jerry. In the tabile, I'm going to request that you hang 10. Just want to quickly go to the news, then you can respond to um, Jerry's question. But also we've got Owen on the line too. Tebukho Musito is the founder of Ditoho Group, a 100% female-led company specializing in SMPP, which is Structural Mechanical Piping and Plate Work. And we'll continue our conversation with her straight after news. You're listening to Power Weekend Breakfast. 8.35, we are in conversation and continue our conversation and wrap it up with Debojo Musito, the founder of Ditoho Group, which is um, a female-led mining company. Debojo, thank you so much for staying um, on the line with us. Can I request that we take two more calls and then you can respond to all the calls? Jerry was asking you earlier about, you know, the dangers of being in the mining industry. Let's go to Owen in Brits. Hello, Owen. Uh, good morning. Morning. Well, I have a question. Yes, sir. Uh, I also subscribe to Christianity. Mm-hmm. But then, and also, your guest strike me as this person whose family uh, into Christian discipline. So my question to her is, as an employer herself, if uh, has she ever encountered a situation where one of her employees is like w- wanting to practice something that is not Christian at the workplace, which is somehow his religion or her religion. Okay, got that. Thank you, Owen in Brits. Good morning to you, Homoza. Good morning. It's a great show as always. Thank you so much. Uh, and mini complaint. Why later sit and watch what on my birthday, Marley? Wait till I'm taking my birthday next week but anyway but anyway (laughs) let's get to Ostebojo so Ostebojo I follow her on social media in Mm -hmm. fact on Facebook and I find her so inspiring and I found it actually very helpful because my sister's in the mining sector and she was struggling with locating herself there so I actually want to thank her because a lot of her posts I actually pass on to my little sister and Mm -hmm. they've made a world of difference but she also then said something that really struck me there about speaking arrangements and whatever. And and I loved her air of discernment Mm. because sometimes when you are successful or you're going on a journey that other people admire, you can also fall into the trap of being anywhere, everywhere. And you still need to be, you know, 
discerning in your journey and, and intentional. Mm. And I applaud her for that. And, and I pray that, you know, things keep up as it is. And as somebody who's following, I'm always following, always liking, <laughs> always passing on uh, the nuggets of, of, of wisdom. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Khomozo. Debucho, your response to those beautiful calls and questions. Thank you. <coughs> yeah, I will start with the question of whether, uh, you know, I support other beliefs. I do have a lot of employees who would be like, for example, requesting leave to go and go to initiation schools or maybe when we have a networking session or, you know, a Mm. gathering and they do not want to be there. So I respect each one's religion and I support each and every, you know, employees to be themselves because Mm. at the end of the day, uh, my background is human resource management, so it also helps me to understand how to deal with the people and how I make sure they understand the vision and the goal of my company, but also understand how and where they come from to make sure that we also align. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry so also... I do respect, besides the, the Christianity, also myself as an entrepreneur, sometimes when I, you know, go through some challenges, then I pray. I also, you know, appreciate my ancestors, you know, for Mm. making sure that I do survive all these entrepreneurial challenges. So in my family, I do have, you know, other parts whereby they practice other things. And we cannot say, you know, we are all equal before God. So Mm. we just need to learn how to manage and respect each other's religion. Mm, absolutely. And Jerry was asking about the dangers of mining, especially for a woman. Uh, well, one of the biggest challenges when you're in a male space, you know, in mining, you know, those sexual harassments, you know, besides the sexual harassment, there's a lot of harassment, bullying, you know. Uh, I always uh, say I encourage the mines, especially for contractors, to ensure the psychological safety of women so that we can see more women. Mm. A minute a woman is sent underground, they are having so many fears. So I see a lot of companies now they are introducing employee wellness programs. That means they are aware of the dangers and making sure that women feel safe when they work in mines. And for me, how I became successful, you know, in this industry, it's through collaborations. You know, behind it, so behind Teboho, there's a lot of people that are supporting me, including government. You know, I couldn't have done business out of South Africa if it weren't for the help of government taking us to the trade expos and also surrounding myself with entrepreneurs and people who have failed before and I've seen them, you know, picking themselves up. I've also lost a lot of things and I'm busy rebuilding myself and I think I'm going through a transformation journey to understand who is Teboho so that I don't listen to the noise and to the naysayers. Mm. Uh, for other people, they think success is an overnight thing, but we've been in the industry. For me, it's been 18 years as an entrepreneur and I always say, What keeps me grounded is that I come from a religious family. My father was a priest. He was very strict, and he was a business person. And I could see how many times he failed in the taxi industry, but then he was able to take us to school and pick himself up. So that reminds me, every time I fail, it reminds me to say, okay, I'm building a legacy. You know, I'm doing a long-term thing, so I shouldn't, you know, give up easily. 
And for a lot of people mm-hmm. joining organizations, you know, mm-hmm. associations where you can meet people, network, learn where to get funding, learn where to, you know, get even the technical support. It helps. But mm-hmm. other people want to work in silos. They don't want to share. For me, what helps, I'm also a member of WIMBIS, which is Women in Mining Business South mm-hmm. Africa. And I'm a member of MEMSA. MEMSA is the mining equipment manufacturers of South Africa. There's a few black people there. It's because there's a lack of knowledge. So a lot of women, I always encourage them to, you know, when you are online, search for opportunities, search for platforms where you can learn and you Mm. can grow. Mm. And for those who would still want to engage with me, I think next week on the 26th of August, I'll be speaking at the Empower Women Summit. And they can also then, you know, visit my website and engage with me. I'm a very, you know, welcoming person, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, (laughs) If somebody wants an advice, you inbox. When I have time, I do respond. Sometimes I don't respond immediately because I'm always traveling or Mm -hmm. I'm always, you know, doing this and that. But I always find time to get back to people because Mm -hmm. I know it's difficult when you don't have information. Mm. I come from a rural village in Rustenbeck, and you know, for you to go and get an opportunity at the mine, I, I always say to people, sometimes it took me five years, you know, just yeah. to get a vendor before <laughs> you even get an order. After waiting that five years, it takes mm. you another year to get an opportunity because you must prove that you do have capacity, you have financials, you have a track record of experience, and we are fighting for that. So for me, I I want to be a voice Mm. for other women who are afraid to speak up, or for other, not only women, Mm. other entrepreneurs who are afraid to speak up to government. You know, South Africa, we have a lot of nice uh, policies, but there is no implementation and monitoring of all those policies to make sure that women are also included in the economic activities and so forth. So I always even engage in robust discussions with the Mm -hmm. government, including the presidential office, to say, how do we then as women sit in those policy decision makings to make Mm -hmm. sure that people are not thinking women need this, whereas we need something else, Mm. you see? But you need to be bold and you need to be resilient. All right. And you need to be, you know, calm in order to engage. All right, Debo I mean, you've been bold and really resilient. Thank you so much for your conversation this morning and for your time this morning. Debo Musito is one of South Africa's renowned and influential women in mining and steel construction industry. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.